You are listening to the Krika Lecture Series podcast, produced by the Center for Russia, East Europe, and Central Asia at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. This and other Krika podcasts are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. For more information about Krika's lecture series and public events, visit our website at krika.wisc.edu. who's joined Krika this year as a postdoctoral fellow sponsored by the Wisconsin Russia Project. And uh, Nikita is a, uh, he earned a bachelor's degree from Kazan Economic and Financial Institute. He's from Kazan originally, is that right? I am from Kazan. From Kazan, great. And uh, I'm proud of it. <laughs> you're not proud of it? I am proud of it. You're not proud of it, good. I, I wanted this say. information. Okay, so yeah, you wanted this information yeah. included. So that's it. Um, and uh, he received a German Academic Exchange Service scholarship to pursue graduate education in Germany, so he got a master's degree, and then eventually a PhD in Freiburg. Uh, and he's, uh, his PhD dissertation was about corruption in Russia, and he's already published uh, several chapters from that. All of them, actually. All of them, wow. Okay, model for our own graduate students then. Uh, but today he's going to uh, publish in the Journal of Law and Economics, the European Journal of Political Economy, and, an, and Economics Letters, okay, so some top places. Um, He's shifting gears a bit and now studying the political economy of the media in Russia. And so today he's going to present work in progress from that second project. Uh, the title of his talk today is Political Cycles in Media Harassment. So let's welcome. Thank you very much. Very nice. Pleasure to have you. Hello, everyone. My name is Nikita Zahara. Uh, that's true, I'm uh, kind of moving forward from my corruption topic, so uh, media was also important in my publications and it was a good predictor of the corruption levels, just a bit of the spoiler from the previous research. <coughs> but indeed, today I would like... <laughs> so, today I would like to present our research with my uh, supervisor for my uh, PhD dissertation, uh, Professor Schulze from Freiburg. So, and we call it Political Cycles of Harassment Against the Media. Thanks a lot for Jennifer and Amy for pointing out. So media harassment can be probably read differently. So now it will be harassment against the media probably. <coughs> so we are already moving into like advancing the improvements, so to say. I mean, I totally get it, I, I but I wasn't aware of it. Because you know, coming from Russia, you are really used to the, the media getting all the harassment. Not that like the media can actually harass somebody, but that's actually true. It can go, go both ways. So, <coughs> I understand uh, that will be one hour, so to say, presentation, discussion, but if ever anyone wants to leave earlier, uh, for you, here's the first slide of my presentation. So it's a bit of a little takeaway from what I will be telling you today. It's uh, really straightforward, just the main point. What I'm studying with research is the media harassment, meaning that will be some episodes of censorship or actual attacks on the journalists. So, meaning that they will be, they were beaten, so to say, uh, in a direct sense of this word. <coughs> and it's quite uh, exciting data set, it's quite unique. So there are like more than 150 cities uh, that, uh <coughs> that are in our sample and 14 years. And what we find is that harassment is actually very cyclical in ter uh, with regarding elections. So uh, two months before elections, the harassments are like almost twice more likely to happen. And funny enough, the Russian electoral campaigns is allowed to be started only two months before elections. So this is exactly 
what is a um, <coughs> very interesting coincidence there in Russia. So two months before election starts the electoral campaign and the journalists are starting to be harassed as well. Um, and a bit of the offshot from this, we also test the competitiveness. So of course, more competitive elections will be associated with more harassment. So that's just like the main point. You can, some people can leave, but the most, <laughs> <laughs> most interesting things are coming. But I, I, you know, it, sometimes it happens. Somebody has something in the evening. So <coughs> outline is very straightforward. Um, we start with a bit of motivation why press, press freedom is important. These days, I think it's actually important to, to say why it's important. <laughs> because press is somehow losing its uh, authority and so on. Uh, then I'm going to talk about the Russian setting, why Russia is the perfect case study for this type of uh, research. Uh, then I'm going to present you the, the unique data. Nobody yet used it before. And I hope I will be the first one. And then uh, pretty much three levels of the results. So we established the cycle. We're going to show that different elections have diff different types of elections have different uh, cycles. Um, and we're going to talk about the competitiveness of them. And we're going to talk about discussion. But please keep in mind, uh, this is rather early stage of the research. And I hope it will be like a very fast research. But at this moment, particularly, I'm very interested in your comments. Because that's, uh, yeah, that would be just great if you can uh, point me something that I don't have to, you know, come back once the whole paper is written to change. You know how it is. <coughs> so press freedom is good. That's actually quite. Uh, Quite obvious, and a lot of research has been pointing out that will be the better informed voters, there will be a higher turnout, people will be more involved in the political process, which is good as well. Accountability, which is um, probably one of the main uh, benefits of the free press there, has been uh, consistently found associated with the freedom of press. And human rights are also going to improve if you have the free press. So in, in a sense, the whole world should be adopting the free press, but that's that's not exactly what's happening here. And I'm really thankful for this uh, picture from Freedom House. That's exactly uh, the situation of the free press in nowadays world. It's getting pretty much uh, under some pressure, political pressure, uh, or you can formulate it differently, attack. And um, I like the word attack. Mm -hmm. So do you mind if I, I just point a clarification on the previous slide. Uh, with respect to voter turnout, I mean, it's a little surprising to me. So, so free, the, except the free, Free press positively predicts voter turnout, but what about the 99.9% voter turnout you had, like in the Soviet Union? <laughs> yeah, that's well. Um, if you define it as election in Soviet Union, then uh, that's your question oh, would well, stand. You. But <laughs> that's probably that's probably yeah. So, but let's discuss it later okay. if you really want to turn out. <laughs> so here, just a, the, I wanted to get back to the word attack because it's a. Uh, pretty much um, literal. So a lot of journalists are getting really kind of killed, kind of, well, really killed. It's, just a, it's, it's actually an urgent issue there. And a lot of journalists getting <coughs> get missing, so to say. So uh, the thing is that actually there is a real war against the press and journalists there. So this just puts our motivation up front. And that's it's a, quite an urgent matter. And yet, uh, the question what determines harassment against the press is hasn't been really researched. So, so far, uh, you will find probably only two papers on this. So, there's two main papers in this, uh, so to say, direction of research. And both are cross country studies. One looks at the sub Saharan Africa, and you know how it is in Africa. It's, it's pretty kind of uh, violent there. So, 
that's what actually they find, so that the media harassment there happens exactly during these violent episodes, which are like very short-lived, but yet uh, they're very, how to say, volatile, and they're really bad for the press there. Um, they have some problems there with, with particularly indigeneity of the elections. So elections sometimes in Africa are actually timed not, uh, like <coughs> politically. So elections happen not on exogenous scale, and sometimes on the good times they have a small election. And well, uh, also with all these events, they are not really happening um, exogenously. So another paper is by Bjornskov and Freitag, and it uh, studies this extreme case of journalist harassment, which is a murder. And I, <coughs> I, I don't really like it in terms that it poses actually a nice beginning in terms of this research. So they, what they find is actually the countries with free press and higher levels of corruption. So the countries where there are journalists to be actually harassed and murdered, uh, the murders happen, and actually the corruption is associated with more, <coughs> more murders. Uh, so, so to say that the watchdog, as the media is the watchdog, is pretty much uh, get receive retaliation from the political agents in these cases. But <coughs> so to say, that's quite all interesting, and uh, that could be a good start actually of the nice, uh, let's say, research field in this direction. And what I would like to contribute probably to the literature is uh, something that would allow also much nicer and uh, more cleaner uh, identification strategy here. So actually to move from the cross-country studies where you know there's uh, all this uh, unobserved, <coughs> let's say, <coughs> heterogeneity which is unobserved and you cannot control for it really much. <coughs> and there's a lot of things happening also. You cannot really compare all the big countries as well. So <coughs> what I suggest in my research is actually to look at one particular country. You will probably know already that it's Russia, but in a sense here I'm just defending the research within one country. And uh, looking at one country allows for much better data, much more comparable in a sense. That's uh, where it's getting better. And um, in terms of Russia, we also have this nice thing called uh, election uh, pattern, which is roughly uh, exogenous. Well, we're going to discuss it later. So, and the main idea of the paper is actually to look at uh, when actually this happens. So when is the media getting the most, uh, getting hit the most. And what I'm suggesting to look at is actually some national elections, because that's exactly when their function is, as a watchdog of the media is uh, particularly critical. That's actually when they matter, and that's why they would be actually, uh, um, so to say, uh, repressed at this point. So in a sense, <coughs> I see it a bit like, you know, democracy is a very complicated mechanism. There should be like all these uh, gears uh, rolling, and if you take one gear out, then democracy is not working. And that's what particularly all the hybrid regimes and all the dictators pretty much like to have. You know, they like to have the watch, which is not working, so that they will be treated as civilized citizens with the watch, but it won't be uh, making them, let's say, accountable to the to coming, like on time to the meeting. Well, I don't know if this metaphor works. <laughs> I have to work on the metaphors. All right, so elections, harassments, that's where we are. And why is it so good to study in Russia? So not because I'm Russian, but because Russia is very dangerous for journalists. So uh, you don't really want to work in Russia as a journalist, as I think. It's uh, probably the most dangerous, uh, well, in terms of the death, it's uh, just another grab to drag your attention to the uh, dangers of the journalist profession here. And it's probably the most dangerous one in uh, Europe and also like in, as any other big important countries. 
So, and another urgency of studying, uh, actually, press freedom in Russia, is that it, it was not getting any better since, uh, since Putin started to be uh, the king of Russia. So, uh, so it was going down, and we are now in a very unpopular races with China. And as you can see here, I'm comparing Russia and China, we're getting pretty much equal there. So the thing is that all this harassment doesn't, as I expect, suspect, does not come free, so the media is, is a bit in decline there. So that's why there's another motivation for studying uh, press freedom in Russia. So how does the harassment look like? So it actually has its own faces. So there are, you can, if you read the newspaper, like local one, or the local press, you pretty much find sometimes this, uh, or not local, <coughs> you see my source is Guardian. <laughs> So you, you see this kind of notes about this or that journalist. And for example, this case when uh, Timur Gashu was killed and he was a blogger and a journalist. And uh, so he was uh, found dead and the police never really uh, investigated the case actually properly. And uh, just a funny coincidence, he was really writing a, l a lot about uh, local authorities there. And just before elections were coming, then he was found dead. So these things kind of happen and that was actually um, actually, you know, pulled me into the direction to look uh, like, uh, wait a second, so elections kind of is a good s a proxy for, for predicting the journalists, something happening to them. And it's <coughs> not only murder, so the uh, layout, uh, layoffs of the journalists <coughs> also happened before election. And this case, for example, when two journalists, Alexei Golovin and uh, the, well, the dictator of TV, so Maria Nikolaeva, they were uh, fired. And actually that's quite funny, so that this TV channel belonged to the some kin, some relatives of the governor there, or of the mayor, and then they were reporting them incorrectly, so to say. So they were too critical on TV, and so therefore director and the main speaker actually got fired. Uh, yeah, just particularly for this particular uh, political reason, also before election. And sometimes the case is getting even more, how you call this, more direct. So when, uh, when uh, one journalist is getting stopped by the police here and uh, then the police directly tells him could you please not post anything before the elections just please shut up until then so the police is actually highly involved in Russia as well but uh, since you're familiar probably with the Russian setting that's not really so surprising for you but I keep this thing for uh, you know academics who are, haven't really uh, yeah, learned much about Russia so, <coughs> so this is just a like, you know, those three examples are like a taste of this data set, which I'm going to present to you now. Because <coughs> for quite a few years, actually, so from pretty much earlier as 2002, the Glasnost Defense Foundation and Journalists Without Borders, like a Russian uh, unit, so, so to say, they were collecting the data for uh, each and every case of this type of the violations of the journalist rights, as I would say or uh, as we say, uh, I will continue as a harassment. So it includes <coughs> murders, censorships, um, so violent attacks would be beatings or threats of violence. Uh, there are numerous arrests, that's like the second popular category by being detained by the police. And uh, persecution are less common, but yet they are pretty, um, pretty politically motivated, uh, so to say. And of course, uh, layoffs are there as well, but probably like, a less common category. The time span is from 2004, that's when they actually started to have a consistent network across all the Russia to collect this data, <coughs> and spans pretty much until uh, now. So I would probably update it um, as soon as possible, but for now it was 
2017. So what is important, it's not, um, it does not originate from the media reports. It actually from their particular network, so they actually, I have, uh, you know, actually journalist uh, community is not so big and actually people tend to know one another. And that allows uh, uh, this organization to keep a very good working network where the journalists can, uh, uh, you know, share the news, uh, what happens to anyone, and most importantly, apply for help. So in, in case of the persecution and arrest, they often uh, help to find a lawyer uh, or try to, you know, have some, how to say, uh, yeah, some legal help there. And <coughs> as well as probably the layoff. Um, so this is important because it was, uh, often I get this criticism, okay, not often, I didn't present it that often, but the one of the criticism would be like, okay, so the journalists probably have more coverage of these events before elections, but it's not coming from the media coverage, it's, comes, it's actually from this particular network. Um, so, uh, geographically talking, when we're probably not gonna talk much about the geography, but I would like to say that there are a lot of heterogeneity. So actually, a person can expect this data set to be used for quite different reasons. Uh, you know, the research I like to uh, discuss this, but, uh, and here it's quite interesting that, of course, the more richer regions would be having more often these cases of the harassment, so this averaged over these 14 years. Um, but it's just like, you know, to get give you a taste of this data set, uh, what we are mostly interested in is actually the frequency which happened within. So uh, that's quite interesting. There, this one, uh, this data, for example, data <coughs> is average over the months, so to say. So and uh, each month is presented here as a graph. And the uh, number of incidents of harassment you can observe there's some spike. For example, um, interestingly, elections tend to be before the spike. Premier to be tend to be like spike tends to be after the premier there. So there is actually quite a lot of uh, volatility in terms of the number of harassments per month for the whole Russia. So this sample also includes Moscow. But getting back to our research question, um, we're going to look at actually at all the cities except Moscow and St. Petersburg because you know we are interested in local politics and local media <coughs> and local elections. <coughs> uh, that leaves us with 163 cities, which I find is actually a lot. And uh, all cities should be more than 100,000 of population. And that leaves us with 75 regions. <coughs> so out of 83, because you know some regions have two small cities. So that, uh, data is monthly. So it also leaves us like a lot, a lot of months there. So actually in the end, we uh, arrive to the balance panel with uh, like a lot of observations there. Um, many zeros though, exactly because um, so, wait a second. Yeah, in terms of harassment, you, you, you got their idea, right? What types of harassment happened? So, uh, generally, I'm, I'm would be saying that, so the measure I'm using here is actually dummy for whenever the month has the harassment, it would be one, so city month, so <coughs> level observation. I don't remember if I somewhere. And, uh, <coughs> and then on the other hand, we have the elections. And elections are also kind of common in Russia. So around 1,100 observations, uh, city month observations we have, are non-zeros, so they have elections there. And elections have quite interesting patterns, so they tend to be um, scheduled every four or six years, depends on the local regulation, and they have a synchronous pattern that for most of the elections formed way before, like in Soviet Union, but okay, there are some uh, things like uh, 
mayor selections, which are sometimes opted out and opted in, so that means sometimes they are cancelled and sometimes they are reintroduced actually. So this is one of the issues which I'm not dealing exactly with the paper, but that actually happens and I'm still thinking how to proceed with this. Um, in other types of elections, you know probably, um, I'm going to discuss it in the next slide. So what is important is that, da, 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 da. okay, nothing is really important there. So <coughs> types of elections. So it's it, we're gonna talk about only four types of subnational elections because there aren't any more of those, of those. And I like to categorize them in two categories, in four categories. So one is the region and city level. Region meaning that whenever the region has elections, all the cities within this region will have one during this electoral month. And uh, then you have the city level, which are city specific. So city elections are city specific. And you also have kind of the idea how many, uh, how many of them are uh, happening within our sample. And here we have the elections of CO, so the head of the city or the region, uh, the governor, uh, and or elections of the parliament. That would be city council or that would be the regional parliament or Duma. I will use this interchangeably since we are called like this in Russia. So there are a few nodes there. There are no governor's elections, so probably we're not going to pay much attention about them for quite a while. Elections of mayors had this opting out, out opting in um, cases, so sometimes they were cancelled, and actually, in effect, they were mostly cancelled, but there are some elections which are reintroduced at some point. And, <coughs> and of course, uh, so elections of the Parliament of Duma are all exogenous there, so these two would be rather exogenous in their timing. Just a few things, um, yeah, I think important to mention. So, what we're gonna do here, like, <coughs> estimation strategy, probably some of you are familiar, what you do actually to detect the political cycle. Uh, for this case, you just have something like uh, month dummies and you introduce them within your regression analysis where you have uh, harassment as a dependent variable and independent is pretty much elections, whether they are approaching or whether they have passed. And um, yeah, and then the results would look like this. So here we imagine, so elections happen in the month T and month T1 is the one that comes before the election, so elections are uh, and what we see here is the, so this is the plot of estimates, so those things are <coughs> speaking for themselves. So you see that actually two months before the election, you see that uh, there's statistically significant in, uh, increase in the probability of, um, in, of having harassment, in particular city month activation. And uh, you see there's a bit of a decline in this probability afterwards, which is very common exactly for the political cycles um, literature, if you're familiar with this. So you tend to actually, uh, you know, have uh, some action before the election, so you can influence it, and afterwards, I mean, it doesn't matter. So these things are not statistically significant. So here is pretty much the main result of detecting the cycle in terms of the um, graphical illustration, and uh, for economists and people who like stars, uh, this is this table. <laughs> So again, here's the uh, independent variables are just uh, dummies for the month of the election approaching. So it could be all types of elections here. Now we're just treating you know, this election as election, so disregarding the type. And whenever there is something going on in this month, uh, I control for seasonality, for year fixed attacks, and uh, um, city-specific fixed attacks, and uh, yeah, their star classes. 
So what is interesting here is uh, particularly uh, division of the violent and non-violent uh, harassment here. So honestly, as uh, as a you know Russian person familiar with with the Russian um, landscape and you know being interested in the journalists, uh, I thought okay there should be some discrepancy there. So there should be that can't be like you know only one type or another. But what I find is that actually the violent and non-violent episodes of this type of the harassment are actually both happening um, at the high probability, <coughs> at the high rates before. And uh, just imagine the magnitudes there, just imagine. So whenever you have one city, one month, probability of having uh, any harassment is 5%. But uh, if the election is approaching or it's a month of election, the probability increases to 11%. So it's, uh, it's actually almost doubles. Uh, in terms of, so if you control for the normality, effects are a bit less. So th those are at odds ratios, ratios <coughs> that I report here. So, yeah, so let's look at the different types of elections, right? So that's quite interesting here. Um, there are four types of elections and you clearly think, okay, well, the, some elections, are, they are not equal. So some elections are important and some are less important. And that's that's exactly what the results, uh, in terms of the cycles of harassment, they, that's exactly what they tell us. Yeah. Is harassment violent plus nonviolent, or what is harassment? So, um, so yeah, harassment are those two categories uh, together. So it's uh, again the dummy when these things happen. So uh, in a sense, a lot, a lot of months, of city months observation have, uh, um, so to say, usually a zero or one, but sometimes they. You know, climb, climb together when there are more journalists being arrested or something. So, just for this specific reason, I decided to change, have a dummy variable. In terms of other specification, I also have the uh, negative binomial or Poisson regression when, when I use as a count data. So, it's, the results are pretty much the same. Um, yeah, even basically OLS. So, just for people who are curious about estimation, all types of estimation, even the simple OLS, which with this type of the number of observation can converges, so to say, uh, they all produce the same results here. It's just one which I find more easy to communicate here. So <coughs> here, please, uh, yeah, sorry, I should have specified it actually. So govern elections, this variable means that it's either the month before election or the actual month of election. So the two months, uh, two month CD observation has one exactly if the election is the next month or if it is the actual month of election. So to say here, you have this example where there were dummies for each and every month, but because these things never really mattered and the previous one as well, so those are two joints, so they've been, so to say, summed up. So here, because, um, yeah, it's much easier to present this as summary. So this means that elections are approaching and that's, um, that's the dummy for, so to say, electoral campaign, which is exactly two months before the election. So when governor is elected, there's much higher probability of the harassment when compared to when she's not. Mayors also establish their um, cycles. And I would like here actually to, to draw your attention as well. I tried the capital cities and non-capital cities. And it seems that actually mayor elections matter for the both types of the cities here. But uh, governors, which is the regional level of elections matter only in the capital cities. And it's, in a sense, it's actually quite logical, right? So the regional politics are in the capitals of the region. So non-region cities don't have a word in the regional politics, so to say. And therefore, that doesn't matter, really. 
and the journal is probably there. I'm not reporting anything, so you cannot harass them. <coughs> it's just one particular discrepancy which I find quite interesting. I know it's not particularly exciting, but I like it particularly because it's uh, it's just you know kind of logical and it's there. <coughs> so d there's less things around violence and non-violence, um, but again, I was expecting things to be different there because you would think, okay, maybe the beatings would be different, but the types of censorship, when, for example, as an example, somebody is uh, fired, that also happens exactly before elections. So regional Duma elections, the coefficients are from uh, a bit smaller. They're statistically not significant from actually uh, governance elections. Uh, and again, you see the cycle pretty much only in the capital cities. Uh, but here we come to the city council election, and I'm going to give the pointer. And there you don't find the thing. And actually, it's also very, very natural because the city council does not have much power, really. So you don't ha get any rent from being in city power parliament. <coughs> and therefore, city council is uh, is a type of election which does not really cause any uh, cycles there. So, <coughs> so here we learn one thing probably is that type of election matters, and um, there's still. Violent and non-violent cases are pretty much typical for Russia. They happen probably in both cases. There's a regional discrepancy there. And about the capital cities, probably is less important finding. So <coughs> the next step I want to, uh, to do, and it's actually a pretty fresh step because I didn't test it yet. So there are not really many elections which are, um, so which are very competitive, uh, and yet, <coughs> and I don't have many elections of governance, so I'm not looking at governance elections and I'm not looking for city council elections because for city council there is no data on uh, margins of winning. But <coughs> I'm looking at the mayor's elections and Duma, the ones that are, uh, so to say, of which there were a lot of elections and uh, a lot of them were kind of competitive. And I was uh, using definition of competitiveness is when the margin between the winner and the second one, a second, so to say, uh, second winner, well, she's not a winner, so um, <coughs> it's around 10. So that leaves us uh, one with one third of elections actually uh, falling under this competitiveness criteria. And therefore, you can actually say uh, that the results are quite interesting because I wasn't really thinking that the competitive, okay, competitive is the strongest one. So you find a very strong and statistically significant epic, uh, like almost three times higher uh, probability of having journalists being harassed in this one. But the mayors of the less competitive elections also tend to actually uh, <coughs> exhibit some cycles there. And I find it quite interesting as well. With Duma elections, uh, sorry, here I was actually playing around with different margins, but when I go really down, United Russia tend to win a lot of elections, like really, a lot, like almost all of them. And uh, well, you would think they would control the whole parliament with 50% or less, but it doesn't really kind of uh, place nicely around there. And I find so, with respect to the 50% rule of all the votes, that tends to be still two elections. I'm, so that's work in progress. I'm gonna explore more margins, but I didn't have time. So those pretty much the main findings here. So there is a cyclical pattern caused by the elections in terms of the harassment of the journalists. And the cycles are similar both in terms of violent and non-violent uh, cases. Actually, I could have much more categories, and probably in my next presentation would include all the categories separately, but for now I just wanted to, I would say, <coughs> to get you there with these two categories, violent and non-violent. Uh, 
um, cycles are stronger for more important elections, meaning that the governor is an important person, he has a lot of political rent, but probably city council is not so important. So, um, and the close elections mean more likely corruption. Yeah. And I would like the fifth point, I would say that's my job for the future. So I need to show it a bit more causal, more robust there. So honestly, I do believe that the, re the results is really there because that's actually like whatever you, you do there, there is this particular pattern. For example, I wanted to do some, I mean, I still have time, so sure. I'm just uh, yeah. now speculating on other things that I tried and they don't look good because what I thought, okay, look, the, all the cities are coming from different regions. So maybe in oil regions, oil extracting regions, they have different things. And you know, there's a nice paper of uh, Sodin and uh, other guys who said, okay, oil extracting countries should have different, uh, uh, let's say, um, behavior in terms of the press freedom, but I don't find it anywhere there. So oil regions have these cycles as well, non-oil have this as well. Rich regions, poor regions, um, regions with a uh, higher share of the government, uh, so to say in the economy, that nothing really works. There are cycles particular for all types of the regions there. So um, I was looking for some, uh, uh, let's say, sport events actually as a nice ID because I think one of the contributions would be, could be, could be, really. It wouldn't, but if it could, uh, like how this harassment actually matters. So, but they, they don't happen like, you cannot have some um, really idea like somebody says, okay, I'm not gonna beat this journalist for now and I'm gonna see what happens at the election. That don't happen. So in this sense, uh, of course, uh, it's, it's hard to find a nice idea, but there's sometimes, you know, sport events like the Olympic games other things. Uh, so could they actually mitigate the need for harassing journalists? And in a sense, whenever there is a sport event, journalists are really kind of harassed much less, but they are all in summer and we don't really have elections much in summer. So, so far that didn't really work that well. So yeah, um, yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot for attention. <laughs> And I would really like your comments, so please don't be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, questions, comments, suggestions? Thank you. I'll let you uh, take your own. Mm -hmm. I'll yeah. start with Maria. Oh, there's one in the back. Ah, yeah, sorry. But it's a small question, so uh, you're talking about the mayors or? Yeah, the mayors. The mayors. Do you have those metrics of like elections, 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 governors and mayors and then? So I'm using the ones which are, you know, 
directly elected. So the ones which are elected by the council or appointed are non-elections in my example. So that's why I don't have that many mayors that actually. So the ones that you can actually get the votes. And so in a sense that uh, election is when the polling stations are open, so to say, so to speak. So the other ones are uh, not there. So. Yeah, so this is actually one of the things that I ex will probably need to do a lot uh, to show. Um, the proportion tends to be, in uh, so in the beginning there is a lot of elections which are direct, but later you have very, so to say, the majority are, let's say, appointments or council uh, elections. So this is this type of thing. But yeah. And is that potentially a dynamic? So, so, so the decision about whether to have the mayor be in an election versus a, an appointment, I mean, presumably yeah. that's not random. So that's, uh, in a sense, it's not random. Um, the main argument probably in the sense um, of the identification is that, you know, this is kind of high frequency data. So within one particular city, you don't really tend to, you know, just cancel election. So you, you harass the journalists. So you don't harass the journalists. <laughs> so in you the don't have to. I mean, I would think that you, if you, uh, if you cancel the election, you, you don't have to harass. Them. So then I, I'm underestimating. But maybe the you want. Maybe you still want to harass them. It would be interesting. Maybe is a kind of a placebo. Is it the election itself, or is it the political so conflict? So there is one thing here. So placebo <laughs> test. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there is a placebo thing. Okay, I didn't want to go there. <laughs> So government elections have been replaced, so there were some appointments, right? And uh, I was also wondering, okay, so whenever appointments happen, is there actually some harassment or not? So in a sense, there sh why shouldn't there be harassment? Placebo test, right? So, um, and the placebo test, uh, because sometimes you say, okay, maybe every five years on this particular month, something is like a ritual of burning one journalist. I don't know really how it happens in developing countries. <laughs> So, and that would be appointment ethic versus the placebo test in terms of the timing. And the same I did also for the mayors, because those are two most problematic ones. So, what you see is actually there is no real effect when the government is appointed, like the two months before. Actually, I was checking also the months after appointment, also the journalists were not harassed more. And in terms of this placebo one, which uh, I tried to calculate exactly with these uh, steps as they are across the regulation of this particular region, so that there would be either four or six years. Sometimes I didn't find it, and then I just used the, the rule of thumb five. Uh, but there's never really any effect in terms of this uh, timings across. So it's not like five years there will be some harassment really. But <coughs> yeah, and I, I did the same with the mayor's election. So appointments tend to be sometimes like positive, but never significant really effects. Uh, and the timings, so if you also go across the just the timing, because appointments don't follow this timing pattern sometimes, or not following not precisely, let's say. So there is also nothing really going on. Uh, so, but <coughs> I still need to redo this, for example, timings, because I didn't find all, all the regulations for all the cities, really, and for all the regions, so, so to be precise. And I didn't want to show it exactly, because just there's a bit of probably some mistakes. I need to go over it again. It's a bit uh, meticulous work. So, but I'm a bit sure that there's nothing going on really with appointments. And well, it, and again, that makes 
I think the, that was the commentary. So it does make sense to actually harass anyone if they're pointing. I mean, you, population is not really good listening to the local journalist and neither somebody who appoints the governor. In a sense. Mm -hmm. I was wondering, you motivated this as, um, uh, you know, the incentives for politicians to stay in power, but I was wondering if you could comment a little bit about the behavior of a journalist, though, if they could be responding to elections, uh, they, you know, by, um, I mean, they get greater exposure during these elections, maybe they are more provocative during elections, um, maybe uh, they have less quality, um, uh, less quality media, um, uh, and also another kind of effect, behavior effect is a dynamic one that could be selection, um, uh, so if, you know, you're worried about getting killed, you're not going to become a journalist, so um, there's a dyna dynamic relationship there um, uh, that, you know, is not represented in this uh, setup. Yeah, why do we still have journalists? <laughs> this is quite a question. Um, yeah, um, all the literature, so which is in, let's say not economist literature. Whenever you go and read, uh, um, like uh, Maria Liebman or Rikina, so they tend to actually write that the you know the journalist communities are very full, like well, full of enthusiasts, so to say, and it's very stochastic, and you cannot really predict why it's this particular like uh, city has this, this uh, I would say, this enthusiastic journalist who likes to have a blog and uh, write uh, how things are about the injustices and so on. So, so to say their point of view, which I probably would like to adopt to answer to your question, would be indeed that it's a bit, I'd say, idiosyncratic in terms of the, so to say, supply of the journalist thing. But I mean, this this is actually quite a good commenting because what I can check probably is uh, if there is some kind of like a beginning and end of the so to say, uh, my timeline. So is it still the same after, for example, 2011, when you know the, there was different trend towards the media or, or before? So that could be testable. The other things, unfortunately, it's uh, it's very like the journalists are very local. <coughs> so it's, I cannot even actually get the uh, right data about the um, local media. So like, how many people work in this local media? How many journalists? This is all tends to be kind of like data of poor quality and, and city level, I mean the regional already. Once you go to city level, you're pretty much, uh, yeah, you're left with nothing there. So it's kind of complicated. Like my co-authors or my professor pretty much said, ah, but like, can we have anything on the ownership of the media? No, well, because if you have an episode of the bloggers or not bloggers, you don't know how many bloggers there were in 2005 in this particular city. And like, do they belong to only to the city or not? So it's it's unfortunately there's a lot of data limitation when you come to the city level in Russia, especially with something monthly. So if you would like to have some other variables at all at monthly level, well, good luck. Yeah. So oil prices. Mm -hmm. Well, you could have uh, so for the dynamic effects. I mean, you could have like cumulative uh, murders in a region or something like this. Yeah. Spread in the city. Uh, and see whether that shows up uh, with the interaction term. You mean? Or you wouldn't have to do interaction. Mm -hmm. No, uh, in terms of just, oh. uh, plug it in, or you could just have cumulative uh, uh, harassment during elect during the election period, uh, something like this. Uh, um, and then for the and then for 
for the behavior of the journalist, uh, there's no, it's not possible to do some kind of uh, content analysis. Or yeah. So the 40 years of the old media outside of Moscow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe for the uh, later years, I could think of something. But it all tends to be kind of that much of work that it would probably worth a different paper. <laughs> yeah. So for me, what I'm, I'm thinking about is actually, so I think, for example, the data set is very interesting. There could be a lot more other papers. There is a lot of limitations in terms of what you can find out. Sometimes you have this uh, huge story of two pages, what actually was going on there that somebody was arrested. Sometimes you have just one line, okay, it's found like that and no investigation. Colleagues say probably political. And, and then you're left with this one. And you don't know what he wrote before or after. Uh, unfortunately, the internet doesn't contain it all. You could probably still go to the city and check the local newspaper or his blog was closed. So there's a lot of thinking that uh, really yeah, make it complicated. So, so yeah. Well, the journalists responded to elections, that's true. I mean, they should actually respond to elections. That's, um, of course, so uh, there are two effects. So there's particular, the, uh, so particular motivation of the officials and all the political groups, because there is, you know, local network, actually to keep everything under the carpet, silent and so on. So have a boring elections where you win, because that's just, would be perfect. And for the journalists actually to have the opposite. So there is no way that I could, until now, I could not think about any way to distinguish these two things. But uh, that's true. There are two different, um, yeah, so to say, there are mechanisms there. And of course, the journalists were pretty much, uh, I mean, who likes to read the criticism of local authorities? So to say, a lot of uh, literature points out that the uh, reports of the corruption actually tend to uh, discourage people from voting political thing. OK, there's also research which says that on, uh, people like to read this spicy stories about uh, who stole what. But the thing is that it uh, might actually matter really during the elections. And there's two processes. You cannot distinguish them. I, I cannot, okay, I cannot distinguish them. There will be one day much better data set. But here we are left at this one. That's also not per capita, so Great that is also a thing. Mexican government, I think. 
There was a nice paper on that. Um, it was much more mixed, so it's not mm -hmm. in both Mexico and Colombia. Yeah. And but I understand what you mean. Right, like if mm -hmm. our journal is getting caught in between crossfire, for example, of like yeah. competition more broadly, or is it a case that they're reporting on state officials, state officials don't want them, which I think is a less surprising story potentially, right? Yeah, that's that's true. That's a very valid point of view. They basically, that's type of comment which I like to see here because economists would not really give those like. Uh, I mean, that's a totally valuable point, and I will think how to present it in the introduction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, just following on this, I just noticed is that wouldn't you want the death per capita um, or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I'll do it. Just choose like five. Choose five journalists who were killed, and then look at what they were writing. They got the, you know, they presumably got the just to, to flesh it out. Because I do think that it's kind of a black box as to you know, what exactly is. That is, but the findings are kind of opposite because you would think there's nothing going on with elections, and there seems to be going on. So even non-competitive elections. Uh, and I was actually even uh, crafting the theory that actually in Russia maybe it's not actually the to say the way that you want to take away like one particular journalist which will cover like cover the news very biased or very critical or so to say but rather you want to actually show your you know in a sense um, back to the idea that Russia is formed around this uh, um, you know the, the the prison culture then you actually do need to ex ex let's say show your strength and then you maybe repress somebody and the journalists are tend to be like very visible agents across the so to say the political field and then you you kind of show that well I'm the boss here so like and uh, I mean it's uh, always much cheaper than to bribe the journalists I would really like to have that data actually how much journalists earn particularly but it's not possible of course so so yeah so that was my idea as an opposite uh, context for the elections versus the harassment. But uh, you're right, uh, that could be actually a nice exercise. But also, just to give follow up on Josh's point, I think that you have to look at the general homicide rate mm -hmm. as well. Because there's just a lot of people get killed mm -hmm. at 
church or, <laughs> or, or um, but the killings are very small percent of the cases there so there's hardly around 60 killings uh, the deaths for the saving politically so to say uh, most of them are actually beatings, so which could refer to crime, but also a lot of cases are uh, censorship or the police arrest, and they don't tend to be like, I don't know. Um, in terms of the controlling for the crime rates, so at the city level, it's, there is no data for, well, at least for most of the sample, I don't know actually if there is, uh, there should be something fresh now, but like a monthly basis. So why exactly this month? So 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 to say, actually, if you have the years uh, and these harassment things, and you try these regressions, so just to say, okay, year when elections happen, and also to check the averages of the harassments there, you don't actually find any ethic there. The thing is that within the, this year, uh, that's just like paper of the Zhuravska and their political cycles of the budget spending. Uh, they show that actually they are very short-lived and very small, and they actually even out afterwards. So you don't find the cycles within a year, really, if you use this data. And this particular thing why this high-frequency data kind of uh, is, I mean, this finding is also kind of more robust because it's exactly what happens within this particular month. So in terms of the crime rates, I mean, just hard really to believe that there is actually this particular month when everyone go so that would be my probably thing. I cannot really control it for something. I could probably segregate it by the cities with more crime and less crime. And probably I'll do this as one check. Mm. But in terms of the uh, like uh, censorship, it's not really a crime really. Once the you know uh, types of censorship is when, for example, newspaper was published and then the this happens. So the owner of the pu publishing <coughs> house says, well, we ran out of electricity, printers, whatever, so we, we can't work with you anymore on this particular day, because, and then they have, you know, all the police confiscate all the newspapers and say, we'll give it to you back in one month. And so this type of censorship, yeah. So, yeah, I understand what you mean, yeah. Hmm. More work to do. <laughs> So what I would like, uh, just to comment for myself. Ah, okay, sorry. <laughs> so I was, I, or why, why do you not include federal elections? Hmm? Why don't you include federal elections in the month? Federal elections. Well, because I control for the time um, dimension, so to say, and they happen at the same month everywhere, right? So, so I try to exclude these right. cities. Uh, so these years of completely from the sample, and the results are still there in one of robustness. So I, I mean, I have the dummies for the month, every each particular month within the region, so within the city, so time dummies. So, so oh, so there's <coughs> month fixed effects. Yeah. Well? Oh. And I try to do also the region month fixed effects. The results are also the same. Basically, like any fixed fixed effects and time trends as well. But I, I didn't want to speculate on this. There were quite a lot, uh, big set of robustness. So, uh, all right, so I have another question about the governor's elections. So, so, you know, there was this long period with no governor's elections, and then the governor's elections were restored under very mm -hmm. different circumstances with different criteria. Did you check for, is all the action with the governor's elections affected at the earlier period, you know, up until, what, 2004? Mm -hmm. And then, 
after one system theory introducing these more uh, well, I you know, controlled kinds of settings where the, the you know, president vets the candidates, then it's not as But it starts only in 2004, uh, the, the data. So my sample starts actually with, ah. there, there is just like four elections, I think, in 2004. So oh, okay. So, so, so you don't have yeah, what's going nothing. on prior to Honestly, there's not so many afterwards either because it's uh, just this uh, five years, six years of elections. So it's not really much I can do about the governance, which is pity, uh, because there's so much information in governance, really. Right. On mayors, it's really hard to really get there. I wanted to see like their past and so on. Uh, well, I can't find for some, I can't find for another, and it just doesn't look good, really, when you have that little, to say, this few observations. And yeah, but that would be cool, <laughs> probably. In itself. So, I mean, uh, one of the things I wanted to, as uh, you know, there is some literature which says, look, political, politically, like oh, cities and regions also kind of, they're not isolated, they look at each other. So I was checking also the spillover effects from the different regions and trying to inter interact them. So if there was harassment before elections and other ones, but it doesn't tend to have any effect there, honestly. So I don't know like any specification of the neighboring cities is kind of not working for this. So there are probably also no spillovers effects if anyone is interested in this type of uh, findings. Just so hard, like, you know, I could make the whole list of the things didn't work <laughs> with this. So it seems to be that there are these cycles. So it would be cool if I would have the data on which region actually had free press and which is not, like this one paper of the Bjornskov. Well, or at least it's logical, but there's also no really kind of good, uh, I call this measurable. So yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, sorry, um, Sasha was already there, so let's ask Anton, and, and then we'll get back. Seasonality. Huh? You mean like seasonality? Or is trend? Or? Yeah. I mean, trend. over the year. So, um, over the year. We could think that recently, with even less competition, less free press, you might see less of less of those. Ah, yeah. So, like, to split it in the f like first half and second half of the sample in terms of time, right, of the years. Or uh, in in terms of of this overall period, is it? So Yeah, that's a similar what Paul was actually saying. Um, I, I didn't do it yet. I probably should. I mm -hmm. Skip the years. Sorry, Sasha. Uh, can you just add maybe a couple short case studies of the outlier regions or the regions where you've seen the most relief to try and get? I think some of these things you're absolutely right. There are economic data problems, but I wonder if some of the I'm just coming from this e economics field where they say, don't do it, that's not, mixed papers never get published well, so, and 
Hmm? But obviously, that's how you should really dig to the truth. Like first check it quantitatively, uh, quantitatively, then look at it qualitatively, and then do it again quantitatively. Like to, to see if it's there. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I can think about it. Honestly, I didn't read all these 2,000 cases of harassment, all the stories myself. So at one point, I thought, okay, I'm going to read a significant amount of them. And probably after 100, I was not really feeling good afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, I mean, they are pretty kind of different, but it's not the best read, so to say. Yeah. Yeah, another question. Oh, yeah. Uh, hi. Uh, my name is uh, Timothy Noonan. I'm a visiting scholar at the History Department uh, this year. Uh, I found this really interesting. I, I would agree very much with the previous comments about um, definitions of competitiveness, and um, I wonder um, if one is able to factor in perhaps turnout, uh, perhaps of previous elections as a factor in this. It strikes me that it's perhaps quite different if, if um, you know, an election is different by 10%, but it's 95% turnout, or different by 10%, but only 30% turnout. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it seems like perhaps uh, authorities might have an incentive to uh, adjust patterns of harassment towards the press in a way that maybe interfaces with uh, achieving that magic number for turnout uh, or so. So broadly in the spirit of having um, some more robust, perhaps, uh, notion of what is competitiveness in this context, uh, did you experiment with that, or would that be a possible way to flesh this out more? Um, no, I didn't look, really look at the turnout um, particularly. Well, I, I find the whole um, thing about the competitiveness is rather, how to say, well, it's a, it's not really, nothing really causal there because you kind of, you can imagine, right? So if harassment comes before the result, then, well, for result might kind of point out what is competitive or not, but it's, uh, yeah, you cannot really separate those things. Um, yeah, in terms of uh, turnout, there are some patterns that for some regions, turnouts are just chronically small and it's fine. Sometimes it's uh, chronically higher and we know sometimes why, but so yeah. But that's uh, directing a bit on a, like, you know, more overview of like, you know, getting more things. Well, I, I could try with the turnout, so that's, uh, that's doable. I was doing the affiliations over United Russia and uh, independent ones. A lot of independent ones, of course, would really need to be in the United Russia just uh, uh, very soon, so so that's uh, another thing. But nothing comes out with respect to this. Also, incumbents versus non-incumbents. Also, nothing really going on there. But in, in comparison to the typical political cycles, literature, uh, political budget cycles, you don't really need an incumbent because you don't. They don't control the budget themselves. So, uh, in a sense, to organize some kind of uh, yeah, some kind of harassment, you. You don't need to be in combat itself, so maybe that's not really so important there. Just that funny that there's no really strong result that the guy really wants to stay there. But you know how it is. Actually, at the lower levels, elections are quite more interesting than like the federal ones. So, just that uh, your comment is to, to dig into this inter interestingness of those elections. I just don't really want to how to call it um, to hunt this animal without any how to say theory or estimation strategy. Probably I will find something, but so far all the literature was pointing out to the competitiveness to compare the first and second, and I just wanted to do, well, so my quote is very slightly about this one, but it's not even close to actually saying, well, is it really like, there is association, so to say, so there is a, like a 
slight hint that it might be this, but we cannot say. If maybe if they didn't kill the journalist, maybe they would lose completely. So at this point, I was just amazed that we have elections with 10% margin, and that's like one third of them. And I was like, <laughs> wow, what's going on in those cities, actually? And things like, well, apparently something is going on. So. Well, thanks a lot. It's great data. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.